Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth that was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode 16. Our recap will be given by David Gassaway as his character, Professor Philip Baxter. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. David? Thank you, Tom. It is a strange thing to lose one life and be granted another. I should not like for it to have been in vain. In the mayhem of the night before, the Book of Ibon, my brother's precious arcane tome, was left upon the mountainside while we sped Cordova into town for medical care. We'd be seeing the doctor again soon. This morning we headed back up the hill to retrieve the book. A rabid bear was spotted, gorging horribly on the corpse of a stag. Also discovered on the scene was an even more crazed and injured Cordova, who had stolen a motorcycle in his urgent need to recover the book that obsesses him. Descending again with the text and the crazed historian, we were attacked by one of Sylvia's Dobermans, its eyes white and muzzle foaming. It got a couple of good bites out of me before we fended it off, the poor creature. It might have been the lucky one. Back in garrison, we got Zebedee sedated and me stitched up. We armed ourselves generously against further attack, and Cuthbert and Saladin left to drive Cordoba to Helena for more intensive care. We were meant to speak to a fire warden on the mountainside, but stopped off to see Miss Thomas's mother on the way. Sylvia did not answer her door. We found her and her other dog inside the cabin. Her body was seated in a comfortable chair, the cap of her skull neatly removed, her brain wholly excised even to the eyeballs. The dog at her feet had been disassembled with remarkable, bloodless precision. Dr. Long found some clawed tracks outside, as though some enormous crustacean had been at the scene. What fresh madness is this? Thank you, Dr. Baxter. Uh, I want to augment a little bit um, and stress that the time period spent in garrison um, was extended in order to dilate time a bit and give those who are transporting uh, Zebedee to uh, Helena time so that uh, they're not going to be away for quite so long. So we're going to return to the adventure with the camera focused on um, Zeno Saladin and Cornelius Cuthbert as they uh, bring Zebedee to his much needed medical care. And in the process, they end out uh, once in Helena, they end out uh, meeting a, uh, a friend of Zebedee's uh, who happened to be visiting um, in the area for uh, a conference or so. But uh, let's br uh, bring uh, the spotlight there. Gentlemen. Is the spotlight where we're taking him to the doctor? Yep. Okay. Well, here's the doctors. Let's, uh, let's stop here and uh, take uh, Zebedee inside. Doctor? Augustine? Is Cuff Cuffbert, is that you? 
Oh, dear God, it is you. My God. <laughs> what, what? Oh, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I just need to go to my car very quickly. Um, he goes to his car and he, he goes into the boot and he shuffles around and he comes out of uh, two bottles of wine and he brings them over. Cuthbert, some wine for you, my friend. A bottle. Oh, oh my goodness. Both of, well, thank you. Maybe just a little bit later. Poor, poor uh, no. Uh, Yes, give. Zeb, Zeb, yes, Zeb. Zeb's in a uh, terrible way. Oh, it is Zeb. Oh. Um, who is your friend here? Uh, oh. Hang on. Hmm. I am, uh, I am called Zeno Saladin. I am a uh, friend. Oh, yes, he's a friend. He's, he's... Ah, you're the nut job who's been corrupting my friend. Oh. It is a matter of perspective. Well, um, here's some wine for you. I saw there was two of you here, along with Zebedee. So have a bottle of wine, Mr. Saladin. Uh, No, thank you. I uh, do not need such a thing. Well, I will leave it with Cuthbert, because I do insist that you take the wine. This is much appreciated, Doctor. Um, Yeah, Zeno, Zeno, as as strange stories as you may have heard of him, he he has been very helpful. uh, He doesn't uh, need to know that much about me. We need to get Zebedee into the doctor's office. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, If you two uh, wait out here and I will go deal with that, I I've know a few of the people here. I, I'm actually here on a conference, but I will make sure Zeb is looked after. Uh, if you give me 20 minutes, I will be in and out, and we can discuss further what whatever. Zeb has been keeping me in the loop via some very weird letters, and I mean very weird letters. I can believe that, Doctor. But yes, I will be with you. And he... Uh, Take Zeb <laughs> off. Cornelius, I don't like this man. We need to get out of here. Oh, I know him. Zeno, Dr. Saladin, I know him. He, he's been of great help to Zeb and myself in the past. He's, he's a good egg. I don't know. Something about him frightens me. Yes. I... I assume I've gone in, sorted out what me and John have discussed prior, and back out, I come. Ah, So, where were we, gentlemen? This fine bottle of wine, thank you so much. You're welcome, and Cornelius, make sure he takes the other bottle that I gave you, please. Thank you. but yes, uh, I could do with some filling in on, and I, I will show uh, you, I show Cuthbert the uh, letters that I bring out, nice and crumpled, and um, yes. Oh my, yes, this is just as I'd feared, Zeb. Yeah, we, we've been noticing Zeb come a bit unhinged as of late, but um, it, it may be surprising to hear that some of what he's mentioning in these letters is not that completely far off. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite some odd things happening up in, uh, up in the mountains near the observatory. Odd? Hmm. What kind of, like, what kind of odd, anything? 
Well, some very, very strange, uh, you know, some, uh, some strange creature sightings. Not really sure what they are. There's been a lot of, a uh, lot of ruckus ever since the, uh, crashing, uh, uh, of the meteors. Creature uh, sightings. Creature sightings. Hmm. Yeah, not really sure what they are. It's, it's uh, I don't want to give in to some of Zeb's uh, fanciful descriptions, but there have been uh, some sightings worth of note. So we were actually trying to investigate a little bit of what's going on up there, uh, hmm. as we were also visiting the the brand new observatory. It's a fantastic facility, uh, Doctor. I really recommend you come up with us and, and check it out if you if you're in the area for well, I'm, I'm sure the doctor does not have the time to come and visit us oh uh, i have i have plenty of time on my hand i go where i am needed and you know uh if you're on about creatures usually things that are happening away from the, a town or something it's usually some crazed madman who's gone wild maybe grown out their hair and they just need help you, if you were come along with us, maybe you could sort of see what stemmed some of this from Zeb. This might help you get new insight to how he might yes. be helped, maybe. Yes, uh, to be fair, Zeb's, what I've got from Zeb's writings, he was talking about some weird dreams as well. But, uh, but um, I, he didn't go into details, he was raving. But it reminded me of a patient who used to talk about ghouls. And uh, yes. Really? Yes. It's odd. What Very nonsense? Odd. What nonsense? Yeah, that that does sound rather. Would that wouldn't? I mean, I know you can't uh, uh, talk about such confidential things, but uh, no, no, I can't go into too details. No, of course you can't. Yeah, I, I have what? heard some speaking of uh, of ghouls and such before, and it was quite disturbing to hear people go on about such things. Yes. Um, what is up with you, Mr. Saladin? Why are you covering your face? I am, uh, I am catching a cold. Hmm. Well, I am willing to uh, accompany you, Cuthbert, and oh, Mr. Saladin. So um, just to let you know, Cuthbert, obviously it's been a while since I last seen you. Zeb will be taken care of, don't worry. Oh, thank you so much. He's he's a he's a good man and a good friend, and I, I just hate to see him in such a way. But yes, we will make sure he's fine. Well, they will make sure he's fine. Uh, before before we go, I must uh, make a a quick stop. But I will follow if you follow me in my uh, car, and then you can take, and then I will follow you to this. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Sure. Observatory. We, we are expected back, so we can't dawdle too long, but uh, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Augustine. Yes, and uh, keep, you, you, you've got to keep the wine hush hush. You know oh, how it definitely. is. Yeah. But thank you so much. This looks so tasty. Yes. So. Yeah, I will go back to my hotel room and I will get my things and put them in the back of my trunk and then I'll be ready to go with Cuthbert and Saladin.
So as as uh, as Doctor Augustine goes uh, out of earshot, uh, uh, Zeno, what, what what's wrong? It seems like you have you met him before. I told you I don't trust this man. Um, we just need to go. I don't know why you would invite him. Oh, he's 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 actually we've known him for a long time. He's he's a he's a he's a good man. He's helped Zeb and I before, you know, fresh out of the uh, out of the war. We've known him for some time. He's never steered us wrong. Well, I'm not interested in, in this man. Okay. All right. Well, I will. I'll do my best to keep a, a minimum of uh, contact between you two. Fine. Are we okay. ready to go, gentlemen? Oh, yes. Let's. All right. So you guys are going to be returning to Garrison in two separate vehicles, right? All right. Uh, so momentarily, we'll uh, move the camera back to Garrison um, and uh, meet with Edith and Philip and Frederick. You guys are still at Sylvia's cabin. And if you have just so happen to have a camera with you, I don't know if it's worth trying to take a picture of these prints. Uh, I wonder if there isn't some um, plaster mix or concrete at the observatory from the recent construction that we could use to make uh, copies of them before they're trampled or it rains too much. It seems difficult to photograph something uh, without, you know, professional lighting and and the like that would indicate really what it how it appears. That's a fair point, Doctor. Ms. Thomas, do you think that there is uh, construction material of that nature remaining at the facility? See, if there isn't, then for sure Hank should have some at his stop at his shop. Yes. You certainly will. Um, how are you feeling, Miss Thomas? It's a lot to take in. I don't. I don't even. I feel like I don't even know how to react right now. I don't. It just feels unreal. Like what? What did this? Who did this? Why? I. She was a cantankerous old woman, but it's not like she had enemies. Well, perhaps whatever, whoever it was she was assisting with her trips out into the woods decided they needed her for something else. Well, there was a misunderstanding. We've all heard tales, of course, of same missionaries who have good relations with natives in far-flung lands until they... Uh, end up in a stew pot with that sort of uh, generally exaggerated but occasionally real. I mean, given that what uh, Cuthbert and, and Zebedee thought they saw, she seems to have been consorting with something that wasn't entirely human. Yes, what? Did you get a good look at it? Did either of you get a good look at no. it? No. Whatever no. it was they said. No, I didn't either. Uh, the thing that they described, I, I, I don't fancy as 
mm. a skilled surgeon, uh, especially one who could get in such so tiny a space uh, without disturbing anything. So whatever it was that Cornelius and Zebedee thought they saw is not the perpetrator of what occurred inside the house. Well, I whatever did this, I I would like to see justice brought or something answers at least. Certainly. Um, should we uh, go to the? I, I don't know what the local practices are. Do you think that um, that Buffington will have the sheriff up here shortly, or should we go to the observatory? You could radio Hank and uh, indicate that there's a more urgent matter afoot, and then perhaps you can lie down or something. I, I, I don't mean to be terribly disre disrespectful, but getting the sheriffs involved, I mean, what if they, I, I don't know, the, the bizarre nature of, of this, if they start poking they... around, they might interfere with our own. I don't, I don't know the sheriffs would know what to do with this. Can't imagine they see much crime at all around here. No, I should think not. And certainly nothing as bizarre as this. Uh, my first instinct was also not to involve the authorities, but then what, how do we let things stand? We know that she's in arrears at the mercantile. Mm. So maybe Hank would come and visit her and come across the scene himself. I, it'd be best, I think, if someone who was informed beforehand came to deal with the matter. But I don't know who that should be. I, Sylvia wanted to be buried on this farm. I know that. I just, but. An investigation, I don't, what, I mean, what use would a sheriff be for this, this awful thing? I don't, maybe they'd call the doctor. I don't know if the doctor could tell us anything either. Yes, and if, if Sylvia simply disappeared, you know, she's deep in debt with no way out. I mean, what, other, you know, that gives her a strong motivation to skip town if she were nearly never seen again. Well, if we, I mean, there's the matter of her truck, oh. um, you know, and, and how much we wish to falsify evidence about what is on some level, certainly a crime, although you know, I don't think that this was um, an escaped lunatic who uh, took Daisy apart with such meticulous care. I, I just, I think my mother deserves better than an unmarked grave and no answers as to what did this to her. I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So you guys are still at Sylvia's house. Is that uh, you're going to spend more time there? Do you want to uh, find a way to? If anybody has, if anybody has uh, 
chemistry as a skill. You might be able to assemble household chemicals to create a, um, a slurry in order to do a footprint impression uh, here. If not, you probably would need to go someplace to, to get those types of supplies, plaster of Paris of, of a sort, if you want to do that. Otherwise, uh, what do you guys want to do? I don't have I don't have the chemical know-how to do this. And, well, and again, once once law enforcement gets involved, our opportunity to look into any of this here is going to be limited. So we should do whatever it is, whatever else we're going to do here, we should do it before we contact the sheriff's department. I, I agree. Let's first things first. I don't I don't even want to go back in the house. Let's focus. And I think we should. Right. I think you're right, Doctor Long. We should go get something to encase these footprints. Whatever these footprints are, they had to have come from somewhere. Mm. I wonder how far we can follow them. It's a pity that the trained dogs are unavailable. So with my very poor skill and track keeper, I would like to make an attempt (laughs) to follow. Go right ahead. That's oh. my second successful track roll. Believe it or not, with a with a base oh. with a ten, but I rolled a five, so let's follow these like a hound dog. See, I, I with my twenty three, I'm like I don't even know where to start. I said it, and I don't know how to go about doing it. But uh, uh, <laughs> Professor Baxter, you um, have a keen eye for for the way these are. Um, impressed on the earth and uh, you feel like you can tell the difference between heel and toe if you will and uh, you're able to follow in the direction that they're going they do go a little bit of a distance they, they seem to make uh, uh, not a full circumference but they seem to be like walking around the cabin and then they start to head away towards the uh, towards the nearby wood line um, but then they just simply stop as if they made a great leap or something, but the tracks themselves just simply stop and and go no further. Um, you know, about 10, 15 feet away from the house. Um, and it doesn't look like, you know, there's any rock outcroppings or you know, trees, you know, they, it wasn't like they, it, they played the floor as lava kind of thing, you know. Um, it just simply stopped and you don't know why tracks would just simply end maybe they swung out from the branches of a tree do i get the impression of a, a number of the visitors that came um, joint? Ha- what kind of success did you have on your uh, tracking roll well i got it by 50 percent. so you had a hard success so i have a hard success on the dot it looks from your count if the if the tracks are paired in a in a uh, biologically logical sense meaning that they seem to be uh, uh, symmetrical mm-hmm. um, you feel like mm, four you feel like you've you're counting four distinct sets wow okay a large party um, they all just vanished here yeah and appeared here as though. Do you, do you have a sense of their size, Baxter? 
uh, again, they're heavier than, than uh, I am, heavier than Sylvia was, uh, heavier substantially than the dog, but that, whether that they're short and portly or tall and broad. And again, with your hard success, you probably suspect that they're not larger than a horse, mm -hmm. but certainly bigger than a man. So, in a human's perspective, big. Right. Again, I can't imagine something that big just flying off. No. Perhaps if it is the, perhaps the creature that Cuthbert and Cordova saw uh, didn't appear intelligent because of its injuries but it seems like it's roughly the right size to be this. And if it's a, something like an ape, maybe it leapt from the trees. I but the, we're speculating nonsense. These are, these look like crabs, like crustaceans of some sort. And I want to ask a real quick question, if I may. Uh, so uh, Dr. Baxter and Dr. Long, you guys are together outdoors, kind of following where the tracks are leading. Um, if I'm understanding correctly, um, Edith, where are you? I'm with them. I didn't. You know are so the alone. three of yeah. you are together. Right, right. Right. Okay. Pardon my interruption. Please continue. It's good to know. Um, go on, please. I just I, I mean there there are four of these things. And Cornelius and Zeb only saw one of whatever they saw. So when Sylvie referred to with they out there in the woods, this is the first, I would say, group of anything we've seen out here, whatever they are. Yes, if this is the family she was feeding, they certainly were ungrateful. Uh, Ms. Thomas, do you think you're up for driving us to the observatory to poke about for some uh, cement yes. or something? Yes. Yes. One thing, okay, I know something that a medical coroner could tell us. How was Sylvia sedated? There didn't see, you said there wasn't much of a struggle, right? I can't imagine She's one just sitting down in a chair calmly as somebody takes your brain out. No, she didn't. It didn't look like there was any struggle or. Um, or anything of the sort. Just like um, poison, a sedative. What do they use? And most, also, most poisons. Yeah. Uh, Professor Baxter, you say these footprints, they look um, almost like crustacean in nature. I've gotten the impression from Dr. Saladin that these um, squatch, squatch, like apish. Mammalian, I feel like did kind of two different. Well, it does seem, well, you know, Occam's razor suggests that we should only have one in human presence, but the description suggests two different things. Perhaps they're chimeras with monkey heads and bare bodies and crab feet or some other comical, unlikely biological medley. You all but seem to have a lot more experience with this, or you've seen the strange and unusual before. Would you have, I, I, would you know of anyone that could examine this and tell us more? 
12. There is somebody I've seen in the woods hereabouts who might be able to fill us in if we can find him. Uh, an albino Native albino. American man. Interesting. I, I haven't heard any mention of such a man. Well, let's 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 get this taken care of. Um, John, do, would I know for sure if there is concrete at the observatory? Because if not, I'll just take him to town. You believe uh, that the shed um, on the grounds of the observatory does contain uh, some materials that could uh, be used to do exactly what uh, Dr. Philip is thinking about. Uh, you, you could uh, make a frame, fill that frame with uh, some concrete or uh, maybe there's a plaster in there and get a mold and uh, take these footprints. So yeah, you can get all that from the observatory. I'm hoping, gosh, we're not far from the observatory. I'm hoping whatever did this to Sylvia didn't turn around and do it to Dimitri and Vasily. Indeed. I'm glad that we've uh, picked up these firearms in case we should find the place has also been breached. So Let's go. It's hard to speculate on inhuman motivations, but what would they want with Dimitri and Vasily? Then again, it's hard to say what they wanted with Sylvia, Sylvia to begin with. So. Yeah. And what is, is there a relationship to the rabbit animals or is that yet another unexplained phenomenon? Oh, all right. Off we um, go. So as you guys head back to the truck, I would like all three of you to please make a listen roll. At 95, I am listening to the sound of my own heartbeat at the moment. I've got a 10, which is only a hard success. I'm not much of a listener, actually. Failure on my part. Uh, as you guys are clambering into the truck, um, Dr. Baxter, um, you feel like you hear on the wind um, almost like this strange uh, echo of, a, of like a swarm of bees. There's some kind of... In the air, and it fades away just as you're kind of getting in and shutting the door. Oh. Um, there shouldn't be. Did you? Did either of you hear that buzzing sound? Uh, I'm afraid not. It's the wrong time of year for bees to be swarming. Very curious. It sounded. It was loud enough noise to be. <laughs> I, know, maybe uh, I, uh, I, I said the, the flying away as a joke. Certainly. <laughs> yes, I don't think our, our cumbersome uh, visitors uh, are, 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 are bees, of course. Perhaps it's, uh, are there, have you noticed cicadas or anything, Miss Thomas? Grasshoppers? Cicadas? Hmm. No, I don't. No. Well, I'll listen when we get up the hill. Um, so you guys uh, decide to leave and head back to the observatory? Yes. All right. So you guys begin to drive away. Uh, and uh, you guys spent um, more time at Sylvia's home doing the searching of the grounds and everything, trying to do the tracking and all that. Um, 
I want to convey or at least make clear for our listening audience that there was a lot of time spent at Sylvia's home um, because at that exact same time, Zeno Cornelius um, are driving back to uh, Garrison in their vehicle and uh, Dr. Augustine is uh, following closely behind in his vehicle and um, you guys are now uh, caravanning into Garrison. And you pull up at the uh, the mercantile post office, you know, run by uh, um, I forgot his Hank name. Buffington. Hank. Buffington. Hank Buffington. Quaint little place, as I get out the car. Oh yeah, we're not quite there yet. Oh look over there, Doctor Long, Edith. Dr. Bax or, or Dexter. They're not here. <laughs> oh, oh. They're they're up in the hills. They're at they're at Sylvia's home. They're getting ready to leave to uh, <laughs> But Hank, Hank Buffington is here. Oh. Right. Remember your vehicles are not equipped to go for you know off-roading yeah. up into the uh, up into the mountain. Hello. Oh, sir. I walk into the and just shout, hello. Anyone here? Well, hello, welcome, welcome. As ah. Buffington comes out. Um oh, ten hello. gallon hat. Hi, I, I I've been told about you, uh Mr. Buffington, yes? <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, welcome what and uh, I assume you're coming in with uh, Saladin and Cuthbert? Yes, I, I also brought a box of chocolates with me. Okay. I got I'm, out I'm of staying, my boots. I'm staying in the car. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, I am uh, Dr. Alo Augustine III, and uh, pleasure to meet you, and here are some chocolates. These are for you. Please well, take them. Well, very kind of you. The missus will be quite pleased. Yes, I hope. I hope you enjoy them. Well, gentlemen, what can I help you with? Do, do you know if there's any way to uh, to contact um, uh, Edith's mom, Sylvia's place? I, I um, wonder. Well, you can. I, I'm you, trying to contact Edith right now. And, uh, we wanted to get back up to the observatory. Certainly, you can use the short wave and uh, and contact the observatory or. You know, I, I've got some uh, horses that uh, I can uh, lease to you if you wanted to, you know, borrow some mounts and ride up there. Oh, I don't know if everyone here can ride. Um, ah. well, maybe, I, maybe just borrow the the uh, the short wave. And... Certainly, I I forget myself. The city folk don't always uh, learn how to ride. Well, not a problem. Yeah, short waves right over here. Thank you. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. No, don't know how to ride. <laughs> uh, okay. Do do I reach them? Uh, yeah. So you start squelching for the observatory, and uh, you get um, uh, not Dimitri, but um, the other gentleman. He answers well, and says, uh, 
Vasily, and he says uh, in his uh, broken English, you know, heavily accented uh, Russian, uh, uh, oh, good, good day, doctor. Uh, how are you? Oh, 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 well, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Vasily. Uh, this is uh, Cornelius Cuthbert. We were, we were just up there earlier. I, I was hoping we're, we're ah. down in, uh, in Garrison. If, uh, is, have they returned yet with the truck? If, if we could get a ride, we can't drive all the way up there. Uh, we'd be most interested if there'd be some way we could arrange transport there. Is that possible? Mm. Ah, 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 yeah. when edith uh, returns uh, with your friends i i will i will let them know oh wonderful thank you so much we'll, we will be in and around the uh, the uh, mercantile store the the, the, uh, very the good. store here thank you very good very good cheers ah yeah and he hangs Cuthbert. Hey, oh, Dr. Augustine, thank you again. What, what is wrong with your friend, Doctor? Which, which oh, Zeb or, or Zeno? Uh, well, Zeb's not here. <laughs> but the, the one, I know he, I could tell it a little bit, uh, not right, but you may be able to help me here. Oh, it, it, it just takes a while sometimes to to uh, get Zeno to open up to you. I give him time, and I'm sure he just likes to be more by himself. He he approaches the world with more of a uh, an eye to the mysterious, and uh, mm. uh, rather than more of a scientific approach. Uh, so he he might take a moment or two to build trust with. Yes, true. he's a it good, might. Yeah. It, it might be the tie. He might not like the tie, that's why. It, it might be the tie. Yes. So I just radioed uh, the uh, the observatory. So once Edith gets back with her truck, we uh, might be able to be picked up and driven up there. So you can see this area that I've been speaking of. Well, I am definitely fascinated about seeing a, an observatory. Uh, also, quick question, Cuff, but how many people are at the observatory? Well, let's see. Oh, I think there's a there's a, a couple of scientists, a, a technician, Edith. She's really good, top notch, um, and uh, and some of the uh, the uh, party that I've came here with, the party that uh, funded most of this or or had it built, the observatory, are, are here too. A, a doctor, uh, Long, and a doctor back. Um, uh, uh, Dexter is is up there. Ah, yes. Um, okay, so five five people. That's that's good to know. Five people. Five. Are five you people. counting for any particular reason, there, Doctor? No, Cuthbert. Why would I? Why would I do that? I, well, you, you know were me. Just doing it. <laughs> but it, it's all good. It's all good. You know me, I like to uh, be a bit friendly. I, in the trench, remember, I used to go around with all the rations and make sure everyone had them. And then if I didn't, I would give them some of mine. Yeah, thank you again. You've lifted the morale quite a bit. Yes. But yeah, there have been some very strange things going up in these parts. And, and I don't, uh, I'd rather you see this stuff for yourself rather than, than me try to explain it to you. 
some of it just sounds a bit a bit much. It's probably a rational explanation. There always is when you start hearing about mothmen and uh, dragons and random things like that. Oh yeah, I, I've that's heard, what we're searching for. I've heard it all. Yeah, we are we are uh, hoping to find rational uh, answers here. Yes. Well, I'm sure we will. Uh, but how long do you work? I hope your friends aren't too long. Oh, they didn't say, but it shouldn't be too long. Well, but it uh, it's good to see you again. It's been far too long, and we could. We could break out a, a deck of cards and, and play uh, while waiting, just like back in the day in the trench. Yes, yes, we could. Uh, you will probably beat me, as, as usual, but I will give it a go. Just for pennies. Yes. And Saladin, what do you plan to do while uh, Cuthbert and Augustine are catching up? Um, worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting outside of the car worrying. Stay in the car and worry? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, so soon enough, uh, Edith, you, and uh, Baxter and Long uh, arrive at the observatory. Uh, as the truck pulls up and comes to a stop, uh, Vasile uh, comes out of the observatory and flags you down. Uh, hi, Vasile. Ah, yes. Uh, uh, call uh, came in from um, uh, Mr. Buffington in, uh, in Garrison. Um, friends have returned and are ready to be picked up. Right. Okay. Um, we're, we need to get a few things from the shed and then we'll be on our way to go get them. Nah. Very good. And he heads towards the, uh, towards the cabin. Uh, so you guys head over to the shed? Yeah, I don't see any reason to dawdle unless Cuthbert and Long do. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm just... I have my ears strained to the near the breaking point. Okay. Mm. And um, is are you guys letting Edith do all the uh, loading and unloading? <laughs> no, I, I you know, want to check while like take a still moment between the truck and the shed to just listen to the late what is early evening late afternoon forest for okay everyone can make a listen roll 31 is a pass this one um yeah you strain your ears um to the point where you feel like you are audibly probing the forest near you and all you hear are uh sounds that you would expect uh birds chirping wind blowing you know rustling that kind of thing but uh nothing unusual okay that's comforting maybe what i heard downstairs was nothing or down the hill um long miss thomas um well, you know, we're in the shed. We're looking at sacks of materials, a shovel, a bucket. Miss yep. uh, Thomas, I assume that there's a, a pump well or something of the sort on the property. I failed to notice. Yeah. Sure. Um, should we also bring down some sort of fuel oil, do you think? 
Um, well, we could give your mother a decent burial and then um, cleanse the area. There are there are several gallons of fuel uh, in uh, five gallon, you know, there's probably like five, five gallon uh, cans. Um, those are earmarked to be used on the generator um, or to fill up the uh, uh, the construction vehicle The you know, there's a there's a tractor, not a tractor, but a bulldozer um, with the, the full glass cabin um in the shed as well also everyone give me a spot hidden please if you would 22 is a hard success regular for me regular um all three of you as you're heading for the shed um and unlocking it and not unlocking it but opening it up and and everything um you do notice in the ground near you more of the crustacean tracks shit well that'll save us a trip to the house uh and my you know arson idea has a number of disadvantageous potential effects as well so i guess we'll um i don't know uh dr long do you want to accompany miss thomas or shall i and the other could stay here and cast these things Well, I'll. Either way, we should both have our shotgun loaded and ready. Yes, I don't know who I'd be more worried about. Whoever is, I guess we have uh, Dimitri and Vasily are here. I just hate to leave somebody alone with these things. My God, what are they doing here? I don't think that um, that uh, you want to bring these to Dimitri's attention. He might be interested, and then you'd have another hand, someone on hand to help. Yeah, if, if uh, mm -hmm. Baxter, if you want to get Dimitri's assistance with casting these, I'll I'll, I'll go back to town with Edith. Yeah. Uh, how many vehicles are there at the observatory? Just the one, Edith's Just truck. One. So um, I will. I will point out. And came out. We haven't. We don't know where Dimitri is. Uh, right. He's he's around somewhere. Um, but I will also point out just just what's out there in case anyone because I haven't even want to mention it. Sylvia's truck is still at her house. Oh, it sure is. Well, with as many people as we have, if if any in your group can drive reasonably well, it might be advantageous. So we're not. Well, all so so perhaps we. If we drive back down, you can drop me off at Sylvia's, and I can take her truck to the fire tower. Not only I talking to, with the uh, with Bob up there. Uh, I wonder if he's seen anything, and I wonder if these tracks are around the fire tower too. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a good idea. Do you want to? Should we fetch your companions first, and then if any of them want to come with you, they go up with you to the fire tower. Or is that something you want to do alone? I don't want to overwhelm Bob. Uh, I, Nor do we want to wait. 
any yeah. longer than we have to to check on Bob's well-being, given what we've seen here. Yes, true. people in isolation don't seem to fare too well these days up here. Well, then let's let's be off. Uh, and I've got, I, you know, I'll make sure to get my shotgun and some shells from the truck and see them off. Um, and I'll go into the observatory and see if I can find Dimitri or Vasily. Yep. Uh, so Dimitri is in the observatory. Um, he's uh, reviewing uh, some documentation uh, that's been collected. And uh, he seems to be quite in depth in that. Um, and, uh, you know, Dimitri is also 60 years old. So he's, he's you know, kind of taking it easy. But uh, Vasile, who is... Um, uh, quite a bit younger he's he's in his you know late 30s um he's happy to uh, help you with the uh, the casting of those prints and he's quite astonished he's like oh i didn't even notice him is this deer is it is it stag that we're looking at um, it is it is nothing uh that i it is no print that i would expect to find locally here i don't recognize it and that's why i want to cast them so that hmm. we can get them to a university for identification. Very interesting. Very interesting. So he uh, he helps you with the uh, with the casting. Um, What's uh, your photography equipment at, at the observatory? Is it just stuff that's to be mounted on the? The yes, the um, um, telescope has an integrated camera. Um, so that's a full system that's built in. Uh, but then as far as uh, just a handheld, there there is one handheld, one, uh, you know, brownie uh, available. Yeah, I'm going to, I, I have some experience with photography and some with cartography. I'm going to try to make a map of the prints as we go casting them to see what we can. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and do a uh, photography and then do you, you don't have cartography as a skill, do you? I do. Go ahead and do both. All right, so photography, not a success, not surprising cartography. Um, I will spend six points to make it a success. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the photograph, um, it'll still come out, but it's uh, maybe slightly out of focus uh and of course you won't realize that until after it's been developed um but uh you feel very confident about the uh about the map that you've made and you can tell that these prints are concentrated around the observatory and uh and then uh they do kind of encircle the uh, the entire encampment uh, at its at its outer edges um but it is, uh, you know, around the observatory, around the, the uh, shed, the storage shed. Uh, so there you go. So while you're doing that, Edith and, uh, and Frederick are driving back. And um, I was unclear. Are you going to stop at, at Sylvia's to get the truck? Or are the two of you going to just go straight to the garrison to get the uh, gentleman? We're stopping for the truck, I believe. Okay. Uh all right. So yeah, you guys stop for the truck. You can get uh, Sylvia's keys. Um, they were on a peg in the kitchen. Um, so you can get the keys and uh, 
So you've got the truck and now you, you have two four by four vehicles that you can travel in. So uh, are we splitting up? Is Edith heading uh, to uh, Garrison and uh, Frederick heading to the fire tower? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, as you guys split up, uh, Edith, let's follow you as you go down and pick up the gentleman. Uh, Cornelius, as you and uh, Augustine are uh, having a you know short game of whatever that you're playing, rummy, um, you begin to see uh some some smoke in the distance some dust dust trail and uh and then uh leading that uh uh plume of dust you see edith's truck it's oh, that approaching. must be her that must be edith that looks like her truck yeah well i can't wait to put a few of my i want to bring all my things from my trunk but i'll bring a couple of things so it might be up there a while so and I, I make sure that from the store, I have some good items for a, a nice dinner for everybody up top. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Because I'm, I'm not quite aware of the horrors that have been discovered yeah. recently. I, I'm thinking shocking stuff, but people uh, might have an appetite still. Yep. Cornelius, at some point you'll have to come come back to, uh, to my family home and... Uh, you get a nice meal cooked by my wife. Oh, I'd love you'll, that. And you'll get to see the little rascals. Not the bastards, those money-hungry little <laughs> bastards. But uh, the, the, the younger ones, the, the, the nicer children. <laughs> it's been a while. Thank you. Yes. I run over oh. and I jump in the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Augustine. Why don't you give me a spot hidden, please? Okay. Mm. Oh, God. Um, that's a fail. That's a fail. Not a problem. Yeah, you you observe Saladin uh, clambering into the uh, truck, and you're you're still a little perplexed at his uh, at his uh, antisocial behaviors. What a very odd man. I would like to analyze that man, government. Very odd behavior. And uh, there is a young woman uh, driving the truck. Ah, hello. Did we, did we, did we pick up a new, uh, a new friend, Mr. Cuthbert? Oh, yeah, this is Dr. Augustine. After, uh, yes. yeah, during the war, he knew Zeb and myself and... Um, he had quite a, a, a good practice. Uh, he helped Zeb and myself after the war a bit. So uh, he, we just happened to run into him when we were checking Zeb in to get some help. And uh, Zeb was writing Dr. Augustine. So to, to make sense of what, what uh, Zeb was writing about, I invited him up here to, to take a look at the surroundings. I told him a little bit about some of the strange things that were going on here. He might he seemed interested. Yes, yes. I am uh, Dr. Arlo Augustine III at your service. Um, bear with me a minute. Uh, I, I want to quickly put my things in the trunk, but before I do that, uh, I go and uh, here are some chocolates, uh, Miss Thomas, I believe. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Are you welcome? Uh, sure, I, I hope you enjoy them. And then I will 
put my thing a uh, few of my things in the back of the truck and yes a pleasure to meet you i i apologize you're kind of um your your arrival is in the middle of a rather chaotic time we've uh we we're dealing with a few different things uh, at the observatory and the surrounding areas. I apologize. I know I seem very absent-minded right now. Well, well, if you need anyone to talk to, I am a psychologist. I can maybe help you. If you need anyone. Yes, I, yes, perhaps later. Uh, gentlemen, shall we be off? Yes, I do. Uh, Yes, I want to see this observatory, Cuthbert was really selling me on it, so. Mm. Well, then we'll head, we'll head out. All Mr. right. S Mr. Saladin, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, you ride up in the front where it's comfortable. No, I, I like the uh, nice air. I will sit in the back. It's Mr. very Saladin. dirty and dusty back here. Uh, what's a bit of dust? So, so uh, I'll I'll run back from the store. I ran back in to grab something real quick, a little hand axe. So, coming back in. All right. all right, all ready to go. Thank you so much, Edith. Thank you. Of course, of course. Uh, all right, you guys uh, clamber into the truck. Edith, you you seem. You seem really out of sorts. I know we were we were chased a bit coming back, uh, but uh, are you okay, uh, Doctor Long and and Doctor Baxter? We went and checked on Sylvia, and it wasn't good. It was wasn't good. Oh, no, she okay? She's no, she's she's dead and br brutal. It was. Oh my so, god! I don't and the dog too. I don't. You said Dr. Augustine, is he a medical doctor? Maybe he could, we couldn't make sense of what had happened. It almost seemed not possible, medically. Impossible. I have brief training. I, oh. uh, I have some medical training. Are you talking through the window? Yes, <laughs> I'm shouting through them. Are you saying I, a little slide thing or is that, that hasn't been invented yet, has no, it? It's just a solid <laughs> painted window. Pretend I didn't say that. I will comment on that later. Uh, and there were these strange footprints in the in the ground around her farm and, and in the observatory too. I, Dr. Long's gone to check on the fire watch. We're worried that whatever got to Sylvia might be targeting others in the area too. I don't. Do, do you think it might be that what what Zeb and I saw those those big like like uh, I think Zeno called them Sasquatch type creatures? Well, you tell me because the 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 footprints almost seemed the crustacean in nature, but it seemed like you all were describing something more mammalian. Yes, like a like an. It eight. was like a giant ape. It was like an eight foot, nine foot tall, really that, big. That ape. seems disparate to me. Like they, it's, it's two different things. But then Doctor Long made the point that, or maybe Doctor Boxer, how likely would it be that two separate strange and unusual creatures would be in this area i don't i don't know well let, let's get all of you settled yeah. I, let, yeah, yeah excellent i don't so you guys we'll begin just... heading back uphill up into the mountains dr long you are driving up that other roadway up towards the fire tower 
which is, uh, you can clearly see uh, up ahead of you, very, very tall. You know, it's uh, it's on, you know, it's basically, it looks like a, like a square shack at the very top of some really tall scaffolding, right? Um, so your vehicle is pulling up um, and you see the giant metal legs of the uh, of the fire tower scaffolding you know set in concrete footings that are that are you know settled deep into the uh, earth i mean this thing is quite sturdy quite uh, quite stable and there is a there's a just a a, a metal staircase that zigzags its way up through the guts of the uh, of the scaffolding as it as it leads upward to the uh, uh, to the to the shack up at the top as your truck comes up to uh, to park um, there is a, a brown um, pickup truck um, that has some uh, yellow stenciling on the sides marking it as a uh, forestry vehicle Department of Forestry, state of Montana. Um, and so as you get out of your vehicle, um, you hear a, a strange noise and you look over and um, uh, near the edge of the tree line, um, you see uh, about five or six uh, robins, birds, you know, red-breasted, you know, brown-backed robins. Uh, but these these this this collection of birds this you know group of birds they are sitting on the carcass of a fox and the five uh birds are just violently pecking and smashing into the carcass of this uh of this fox and they're they'll, they you know lift their heads at the sound of your of your footsteps crunching on the gravel and you can see uh, gore hanging from their uh, beaks and uh, the five robins their eyes you know milk white uh, they fly off as a group and they fly off into the trees all right expecting birds to uh, I look around the base of the fire tower I want to look for those prints okay Give me a spot hidden, please. Ooh, a 14 is a hard success. You do spot a few, not many, but few of those uh, crustacean uh, prints. But you also notice, um, uh, you know, again, this metal, this metal scaffolding, um, you know, it's got all kinds of of uh, metal crossbars, you know, for support and everything, and the the stairwell is integrated in the uh, in the scaffolding, you know, support structure. But up about uh, twenty feet up off the ground, kind of tucked into one of the corners where several uh, metal beams come together to give this support to this great structure, you see some sort of strange um almost like a like a resin webbing and tucked in that resin webbing you know kind of you know held into the junction of these metal uh, uh beams 
is is a uh, a black uh, oblong. You know, it's not a sphere because it's oblong, but you know, it's almost like a American football uh, shaped uh, and football sized uh, object that is uh, you know resined into that uh, into the structure there. How is that? I'm going to call out. Uh, hello. I mean, the structure is very tall. You know, it's uh, you know sixty feet tall. I mean, uh, yeah. um, right. you have no confidence that your voice is going to carry all the way up there. I'm going to start shotgun and tow, making my way up. Okay. Uh, all right, great. And it's a sole series of you know up a flight platform, up another flight platform. You know, zigzagging your way up and up and up and up um and along the way along the course of going up um you find three more of those um black football shaped objects resined to the structure um here uh, the other two out of the three are just in the scaffolding itself the fourth one that you find is resined uh, to the underside of the um, of the building that's at the very top. So you see it just as you kind of go up through the uh, platformed floor, and now now you're on the observation deck that goes all the way around the square structure the square box that's uh, up at the top of this thing and there's windows um uh, all the way around this thing um and there's a peaked roof go ahead and give me another spot hidden if you would Whew. that's a 100 <laughs> uh so yeah you're you're it's quite a sight up here quite a sight in fact you can see uh, that scar in the trees uh, that that you you mentally place yourself in that small little uh, valley in there and remembering looking up and seeing the scars from the ground level now you're up above and you can see oh yeah something came from the heavens and tore through those trees and landed right over there but uh, yeah there's a door to this uh, to this building up here right right there I'll knock okay um there is no answer uh i i open it it is not locked you open it up and uh you can see um there's like a uh you can see there's a a, a boxed room a couple of boxed rooms on the inside of this but the main portion um it looks like it's an office of sorts. There's tables with lamps and things and chairs and paperwork and maps and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, this grand view out and all this stuff. Um, and so as you, as you come in, um, uh, you can see that there's somebody in a chair on the other side of the room, but they seem to be slumped over in the chair. And the chair is turned to where the back is facing you, but there's just this arm <laughs> kind of hanging out off the one side of the chair. Oh, 
hand dangling right, down moving, towards the floor. Moving forward. I shut the door behind me and I move forward. Okay. You go and check on the occupant of the chair. And uh, it is a gentleman, um, tall, thin, uh, dressed in the uniform of a, uh, of a park ranger, slumped over in the chair with the top of his skull missing, his brain and eyes are missing, and uh, you can see there's a little pool of, uh, of brain juice inside the uh, empty cavity of his skull. Make a sand That's roll. a pass on sand, 50. Lose one. Uh, this this is what I was expecting, but oh dear God! Uh, is there a radio in here? Um, yes, there is a radio. You go over to uh, check on the radio. Yeah. Um, as you go over to check on the radio, you also see um, there's some paperwork kind of sitting there in front of the radio. So you see this letter, and. Um, it's double-sided. It seems to be typed on one side, and there's handwriting on the back side. This is the type side. All right, dear Ian. Well, it's been well, it's been some time up here, and I've yet to get a good glimpse of things that we're looking for. I followed Sylvia Unglin several times, uh, England, uh, several times, but they seem to know when I'm around and stay away from her. I don't think she suspects though. She is innocent enough and seems to have the same general motives as we. As agreed, I have not yet broached the subject with her. I found some, I've found more spore and have had more chance sightings, but little else to report. Have you heard anything from our friends in Canada? One thing I've seen, and I'm a bit embarrassed to mention it, is what I, is what I, image is chief joseph's ghost he's no ghost just some old mountain hermit i suppose since he's dark white perhaps he lives in a cave somewhere which would explain why his skin is so pale i've seen him twice now walking through the woods but when i approach him he quickly disappears he knows this area like the back of his hand no wonder i can't find him some of the folks in garrison have seen him too so i know i'm not losing my marbles haha <laughs> I'm heading into garrison tomorrow and I'll drop this in the mail to you. Sorry, there's nothing to report. Sincerely, Robert Marshall. What were they looking for? Next day. Thought I'd better add some news to this before I drop this into the post. I don't know what was going on out in the woods last night, but it scared the hell out of me. About 10 o'clock, I had just finished reading some uh, Robert service and had turned the lamp down when I heard a voice calling from the edge of the woods. It was weird, Ian. It buzzed horribly, and I swear to God that it called my name. I don't know what it was, but I didn't go outside to check. I peeked out the window, but whatever it was stayed out of sight. It doesn't seem like much of a problem here in the sunlight as I write this, but I'll be sleeping lightly tonight. RM. Is there anything else? Any other documentation uh, I can find? Yeah, no other documentation that you can find. Uh, but there is the radio. I'm going to call down to Garrison. Uh, see if Edith has made it down there. Okay. Um, yeah, you get in touch with uh, Buffington and uh, 
he's like, uh, oh, Dr. Long, good to hear from you. Yeah, you, you just missed her. She came and picked up your friends. Oh, well, that's all well and good. Thanks, Hank. Uh, say, uh, I've been hearing some stories about an old a mountain hermit, a pale mountain hermit up here. Do you know of anybody <laughs> in Garrison that's seen him? Uh, there's there's been a couple of rumors about it it's old it's old chief ghost uh chief joseph's ghost it's just a it's just a fairy tale uh, uh to scare the kids all right well don't uh, tell me you you've gone and started listening to fairy tales no 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 i just uh i just heard some people saying that they've uh that well that they've seen somebody up here i'm just curious well don't let them uh pull your leg it's just a Right, it's just well, a joke that uh, some of the old timers like to tell. All right. Well, thanks, Hank. Not a problem. All right. Calling to the observatory. All right. You start uh, squelching for the observatory. Um, and uh, Dr. Baxter, you can hear the radio uh, making noise inside the observatory. I think, oh, we're at this point. Okay. Uh, observatory, this is Baxter. Baxter, we have a problem. I'm I'm mm -hmm. at the, the fire tower, and it's as we feared. Uh, somebody's come and performed an operation on our ranger friend. Oh. There's, there's strange growths on the structure. Uh, apparently, I... something was talking to him. Something with a horrible buzzing voice was talking to him from the woods. He has some papers here talking about it. I... I don't know whatever the hell these things are or why they wanted him. He was following Sylvia. He he knew something. He and Sylvia knew something. They were going out into the woods. Uh, but I, I don't know what's on this tower with me, and I don't know what was talking to him from the woods. Uh, but I don't when, like the word buzzing. <laughs> buzzing. He mentioned that specifically buzzing. Yeah. A buzzing voice talked to him. But I, I don't think what I heard was a voice, but uh, yeah, I don't like the coincidence. Um, Listen, there's the, this and the malignity that's plaguing the animals. Uh, it's affecting birds, too. I saw a flock of robins, of all things, devouring a fox. Oh, that's not good. I didn't think the bear made sense. Uh, even but, rabbit. I didn't but think seeing birds foam at the mouth is something... Uh, troubling i didn't know it was possible no rabies is a mammalian disorder i'm sure um is when when edith gets that i i <laughs> i sound so so scared but i don't want to leave this locked room of mine up here until somebody else gets gets here i i don't feel comfortable leaving uh no it seems like uh, individuals who are alone uh are are uh are in danger so yes we'll come and we'll come and arrange uh for uh some kind of cohort um they are all around the observatory as well uh yeah, and the prince yeah the prince are here too i've 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 begun trying to map out their course but it seems as though they're scoping out the train as they did at sylvia's place um so i think we're going to need to you know, but I, I have a suspicion whatever it was that Sylvia was looking into and whatever Bob here was looking into, um, 
has brought them to their faith. They got the attention of whatever these things are, but we might have to pay a visit up to Canada. Uh, there are some other people that are that seem to know about this. Bob was going to send them a letter. I have it, so we should be able to find the address of who he was going to send it to. Um, we'll see. Okay, that's interesting. If we could coordinate. Um, Bob is a uh, federal employee, right? Where is he? Forest, forest Service. I wonder if that's, we'll have to figure out whether that's state or federal, but it's one thing um, to not bring in local authorities for a missing single woman of advancing years. But if we've got a government agent, it seems uh, a much harder thing to keep quiet about, but we'll talk about it when we're all together. Um, it looks like we're getting some good casts on the prints at least, that'll be interesting. If you can think of anyone who would um, be interested in trying to identify an uh, unknown creature from strange prints. I, I know there are plenty of uh, professors at Miskatonic that would kill for the opportunity, but I, I just get the feeling that we're gonna see more than just cast prints of these things. Uh, just, uh, I hope Edith hurries. And that's all, just keep an eye out. I'm gonna barricade myself in until you arrive. Yeah, keep the shotgun handy and you're at least in a position that should be defensible. We'll be in touch soon. All right, long out. All right, let's bring the uh, camera back to the pickup truck as Edith is driving uh, you guys back up. And uh, you're now in the area near Sylvia's ranch and you're approaching the fork in the road. If you were to go left, that heads towards the fire tower. Right is to the uh, observatory. And of course, Sylvia's ranch is right there. Or if you go continually really going off road, go straight ahead and even further uphill towards that, uh, that kind of uh, ravine area that you uh, discovered uh, where you had the incident earlier. With the fallen tree. The fallen tree and, you know, that kind of stuff. The scarring in the trees where the, uh, the, star, the rock from the sky fell. Perhaps we should get your friend settled first at the observatory before we tackle anything else. All right, that's that's a good idea, Edith. Then we'll keep on to the observatory. All right, you guys make the uh, right turn and head up to the observatory. Uh, Dr. Baxter, you hear a pickup truck approaching and pulling to a stop. Magnificent. That is very magnificent. Don't you think, Mr. Saladin? Uh, yes, indeed. I'm going to hop out and go inside. <laughs> Mr. Saladin, I have a... What a strange man. What a very strange man. He is very strange. Yes. Um, very strange indeed. Uh, he'll warm up. I'm sure he'll warm up to you later. He's, he has with everybody. Heck, he's even formed something that resembles a acquaintance with Dr. Long. Yes. Um, well, uh, I, when we picked up Zeb, I noticed he had a few cuts and bruises. Uh, if anyone else has any cuts and bruises, I have some medical training. So, uh, hello, Cuthbert uh, Saladin. Um, uh, I'm surprised 
um, see a new face. Oh, hello. I'm Dr. Alo Augustine III. Uh, just bear with me two seconds. I uh, read around in my stuff. And uh, please take this pen. Oh. It is a gift. Uh, yes, a pen. Thank, uh, thank you. He's he's a he's a doctor. He he could help you I, with your those wounds you have, uh, Philip. Well, uh, I'm worried that you might be infected. Maybe well, I don't know. I like the idea of having fresh eyes on them, although they were dressed just this, you know, early this late this morning. Yes, and I, I yeah, guess have some assistance looking at Sylvia too, Doctor Baxter. Do you think? Um, what sort of what's your um, experience, Doctor Augustine? Oh, I, I am a psychologist, but uh, in my training, I did take some. I did do some medical. I was originally going to be a, a doctor of medicine, but I went into psychology instead. So. Well, um, uh, Ms. Thomas, um, does Dr. Augustine know why? No, I filled Mr. Cuthbert in, but um, Dr. Saladin and Dr. Augustine were in the back of the vehicle. Where did Saladin go? I, I don't, he's been acting very odd today. More he's, than he's, normal. He's, uh, Ms. Thomas uh, Cuthbert um, Long is up at the fire station and um, Sylvia is not alone in her condition. Okay. Uh, and the- oh, We uh, need to go get him. He can't, he shouldn't be alone. He, he does not want to be alone. Um, the footprints are up there as well. And there's more um, and stranger animal activity. So we need to um, circle to the wagons. To throw Dr. Augustine into this, into the deep end, but if if we think he could be of use in examining these, well, consider yourself an open-minded man, Dr. Augustine. I kind of have to be in my profession, you see. Uh, I get some very strange uh, people. <laughs> We've had some very strange events, and I fear they're going to get stranger. Well. If there's someone in need of help, I, I'm always a man who likes helping people, so. We're all in need of help. The open-mindedness you're going to witness is past help. Well. Philip, Philip, you, you mentioned would be nice. footprints. So, like, so I was talking earlier with Edith, there's, there's another type of footprint you're finding, not just the, from the, the large ape-like type creature? Uh, yes, they're, they're, they're at Mrs. England's, they're here and they're at the fire tower as well. I can show you one that we haven't tried to cast over here, but we should. We they're should here get too. Doctor Long is not just at her farm. They're here, there, and everywhere, and they seem to be watching us. They seem to be. I would go so far as to say hunting us. Oh my God! So, so if Doctor Long's by himself, well, we should. We need to go. Yes. We need to get there right away. I'm hunting. Hmm. Well, yes. well. Why don't, uh, Ms. Thomas, why don't you take uh, Dr. Augustine Okay. Um, and the three of you can come back together and Cuthbert are you, will... Are you good with a gun, Dr. Augustine? You have a, oh. Are you armed? Yeah, well, uh, I, well, I'd left it in my car, but I do have a rifle in my boots, but that's back. I do have my revolver, though. I, okay. I'm a we... fairly decent shot. I Not feel great. comfortable with yeah, I'd feel comfortable if someone who could, who had a weapon, go with me. 
Okay, let's, let's, we shouldn't waste any time, Dr. Long. That's, he could be in real distress. Yeah, yes. he sounded, he sounded upset. Uh, and he may have information about other people who know about these things, which we should retrieve. Yes, we don't need to worry about putting my stuff anywhere. I'll leave it in the back. No one's going to take it. We're in the middle of nowhere. I'd rather go and help your friend. Right, okay, let's, let's go. Oh, well, uh, someone should probably go get that strange man. He might want to. I'm gonna I'm gonna show Cuthbert and Saladin what we've seen here while you're fetching Dr. Long. Oh, okay. That's fair. Thank Sorry, you. I missed it. Well, let's go, Miss Miss Tom. Yes, Miss Thomas. Yes. Miss Miss Thomas. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Edith and Arlo are hopping into the truck to head to the uh, fire tower. Uh, let's stay at the observatory with uh, Zeno, Cornelius, and Philip. Um, I'm gonna uh bring Cuthbert over to where Vasily is, is molding some prints and I'm going to go inside the observatory and call out for Saladin. Dear God, look at the size of these things. So it's, it, is this the largest of them? Uh, this is representative. I think that there are four individuals. Uh, at least four individuals have been on site down at uh, Sylvia's place. It was muddier there. There's a lot of grass here. Uh, but I've been trying, and I'll show him the map I've been making of what I've been able to figure out about their location so far. Um, fantastic. And the thing about your map is that all the prints seem to be like in a in a in a closed uh, system, so you don't find any tracks that lead in or lead out to the forest. It's almost as if they just just appeared. Mm-hmm. Did they get close to the tree line? Or a fairly tree close. Line? Yeah, fairly close. I mean, it's a forest and mountain, so. Yeah. Um, Cuthbert, I'm going to go and see about Zeno. Uh, he should see this too. Maybe one of us will brainstorm. Yeah. Oh, I'll come with you. What the hell? Basili, we'll be right back. Yes, I, I will uh, rejoin uh, Dimitri. Very good. Zeno! Zeno! Yes, what do you want? Uh, in your um, mystic travels, have you ever run across uh, giant uh, crab people? Where is, where is Dr. Arlo? He, he went up to the fire tower. I don't trust him, man. Um, your accent's thicker again. It's it's. Our, um, what 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 did you say? Giant what? Come outside, please, and look at these. Um, uh, first of all, you should know that um, Edith's mother is dead. Uh, She's dead. And the other dog is dead, but that's it's not rabies. Um, something cut the top off of. Sylvia's head and removed her brains. And they did a much neater job than Silas did on me. It's um, a perfectly clean cut and there's nothing in the brain pen except uh, fluid. They took the eyeballs and they took the dog uh, apart um, as if it was a, a watch and they wanted to see how every little part fit together. There wasn't a drop of blood in the house. 
Uh, and then there are these footprints all around her cabin and they're around here too. Come and, come and look at this. You believe in strange things, explain this. You said that the tops of their heads were, their brains were missing. Oh my God. There are, there are legends in old books, especially here in the United States, in wild, out-of-the-way places about giant lobster things that can fly and they take people's brains. For what purpose? What? what? Nobody knows, but occasionally, it, it, from what I've guessed from these books is they may live underground because their bodies sometimes wash up during floods during the rainy season, uh, but they deteriorate extremely quickly. They rot away. Nobody's ever taken a photograph, but there are there are a number of folk tales about strange lobster things that wash down from the hills. Well, there might be no photographs, but there are now uh, footprints in plaster. My God. Uh, and the flight explains the patterns of the tracks I've seen both here and at Sylvia's. They appear to just light and then move about and then they don't wander off in any direction. Flying lobsters. I know it, this is so preposterous. I would never have believed it, but here you suddenly said it. You have no knowledge of these. I've never heard any rumor of this. It's, and rather, it's really very obscure in, in some texts. How but could the, we? But they always take the brains. Well, it seems like that's what happened up the tower as well. Although, and what did you say happened to the dog? It was um, very systematically dismembered, but I don't mean cut into five pieces. I mean, taken apart and laid out as though to be studied. Yeah, like disassembled. Yeah. But how can we defend against it if, if, if it if it flies? I mean, we couldn't set up we couldn't set up any sort of perimeter around the observatory if it's just gonna fly over it. The legends mention a buzzing noise. Have you heard a buzzing noise? Yeah, I did. Uh, and so did so did Long. Uh, or though Long reported the the, the dead man saying something about it speaking with a buzzing voice. These I just things, heard a hum. These things are not magical creatures. You should be able to shoot them with a shotgun or a gun if you see one. I think we need to be armed. Well, luckily we picked up some more weapons this evening um, or this early this afternoon. Does, does Long know about this? He's up at that tower. He's, 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 he, there are prints up there and another corpse. He's, we he's are... been, he, he took Sylvia's truck up because he wanted to see the fire marshal, but the fire marshal is now, um, we may be in marshal. extreme danger 
But you say so far, it's only seemed like they've attacked when a person they've attacked solitary individuals. Solitary. So we must we know of together, and they only attack at night. So I heard the buzzing during the day. But and I'm not I, so sure that they would only attack at night. Why would these things? I mean, there's no legends in this area that I know of. Why would these things be here? Well, and and is there a relationship to the to Sylvia's ape man family and the meteor? Yeah, it seems all of the this started happening right after the meteor impact. For a quiet hillock in the middle of nowhere in the center of America, it's a very busy place for the uncanny. Makes, makes no sense. I mean, the legends that these places come from, the Black Hills, um, these are remote, remote places. These things don't want to be seen. Um, I just hope they get back in one piece. Well, they, they came, they went up there armed. Uh, and the sun is not yet set, but uh, we should. Well, we should establish uh, observation for the overnight, certainly. If, if they're not they're, back within, but how long would it take to drive there? Oh, probably half hour to get one way observatory to fire tower i'm i'm remembering so if they're not I, back in two hours i think actually there is a connection because one of the places these things have been spotted is the himalayas in india and they're loosely associated with the abominable snowmen which are big hairy creatures that live in the mountains. Biologically, this is not making a great deal of sense to me. Flying lobster part is hard enough. I'm Why just, would yeah, a flying I'm lobster just, live in a cold place? They I'm need... just, just, just explaining that the, the, the things that I've read, they don't mm -hmm. make any sense to me either. They always seem ridiculous. But I, I'm willing to believe the ridiculous after we've seen the the spiders and whatever that dreamland like place was. Now, if it's if it's like other legends, perhaps it can all be explained. But you have to actually experience it. You know, these are the way people interpret things with their minds. The uh, the body of Mrs. England seemed more or less undisturbed, except for the the important missing parts. So um, it, it wasn't seem done with any suffered. great, no, no great violence then. It didn't seem so, but the disarticulation of her pet, at first we thought it was a throw rug on the floor. It was so, you know, there was the fur and the bones and the sinew. Like it scientific all, investigation. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, sketches from Michelangelo. So it's like um, but it's they, there wasn't any blood. So either are these things in folklore vampiric? Because it was it, all it says that I've I've told you just about everything that it says in folklore. Um, it of course they wouldn't even know how to write something like medical right. precision or 
most of the time they're referred to as I think the word in Tibetan it means something like demon or monster uh, uh, call everything something like that mm -hmm. so, I don't remember it's been a while uh, of course this could all be nonsense I could be this could be complete and utter nonsense it could be something else it, it, it is it does seem like it's probably nonsense but these prints are unlike anything I've seen or can make any explanation for and they are all around us yeah you found many of them and this would be one of the most elaborate hoaxes but it's in conjunction with these horrific uh, brain these two gruesome murders we have to forego pretense. It doesn't sound like they're just killing out of out of malice, but uh, but out of curiosity with with the dissection and disassembly. Um, I, I just wonder why just, they're doing this. It makes me want to have a shotgun on me at all times. I, I asked Vasily and uh, and. Uh, the other one, uh, if uh, Dimitri, if the Dimitri, if they have shotguns, I've got my handgun, and I also picked up a shotgun at uh, the general store earlier today. So that's uh, you know one spare weapon. Well, I think if you hear buzzing, mm. get ready to shoot whatever it is that's buzzing, and look up. I think there'll be rather less vodka consumed tonight and whatnot. Mm. We should always stick together. We should never be. We need to be at least pairs awake at all times until we're yeah. off this mountain. I just and they two large shots of vodka. And, uh, <laughs> I think I'm completely sober. Oh, you'd be more so if you saw these bodies. And this is another question that we've had some debate about. Whom should we call about this matter? Do we want the the, the uh, revenuers down here? Are you taking photographs and stomping around? Do we want to deal with the sheriff's department who are certainly yokels? Just well, lock us up for being insane. There, there's two murders up here, though. We, we can't Precisely. Just, we have we to do something about that. Cover that up. That's a crime. We, we've known horrible crimes have been committed. We need to alert someone. Crimes. Crimes. Yes, is it a crime? Crimes are things that you can find the perpetrator and make them pay for their crimes. If these creatures did this, you're not going to find them. You're not going to pay for the crime. Well, I say get rid of the bodies. And but, we have to prepare ourselves. Forgive me, Cuthbert. It's not just the um, lobster fly, flying lobsters. Uh, this uh, form of rabies is uh, Long says that it's infected robins up there at the fire tower. Birds. Uh, robins with white eyes feasting on a, a, a fox. There Doesn't are too many things going on here. We have the, the large hairy creatures, the Sasquatch. At least we have one of them who you said is damaged. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was uh, horribly wounded all along one side of itself, burnt, scorched. I believe yeah. Sylvia suggested that was a group, though. 
I believe that Edith said that she thought that there were more than one of those. It must have something to do with the meteorites. Well, as, as long as there's a mystery about, I'm fine investigating this, but there are two dead people here. And I think it would be foolhardy for us to continue on without notifying at least the local sheriff. What will you tell him? That there have been two murders. And then what? We would be the only suspects. Well, we could all vouch for one another. Um, then we would all be the suspect. We could be. There, I'm I mean, sure there's plenty of people living out in the woods. Maybe some of them have gone a little bit loopy. I, I say get rid of the bodies because people go missing in the woods all the time. What I say is that we, this debate is going to be ongoing uh, for a little while and we should all weigh in before we make a rash decision. How is, how is Edith? She's, I th she's in shock, but she seems to be bearing up very well considering. Um, the screams that came out of her when she saw her mother's condition were memorable. Um, but she is, uh, seems to be fully in command of her senses. Have we told Dimitri and, uh, and uh, Vasily? Not about the deaths, no. Just we about should. the they big need, bugs. There are, is he just outside? What's he doing? Uh, is he by himself? They're both in the observatory. We, we need to let them know. It, it's people are dying up here. We need to all get together, yes. Hopefully they'll be back very soon. Yeah, if they're not back in two hours, we should take that other truck out there and go up to make sure, see what's happened to them. I, I don't think can, that those Can the fire tower were... see the observatory or vice versa? Are they in direct line of sight? You can see the uh, fire tower. Um, quite at a distance and it just simply looks like um, a dot of light uh, against the backdrop of the mountains. Does anybody know Morris code? Perhaps we can send them a signal. How about the, uh, the radio? Well, yeah, yeah, we could just radio, could radio them. them. Why not just radio that's them? How, that's how Frederick got in touch with me. Tells yes. them to be extremely careful. Well, Frederick, I mean, that's why Edith and this, uh, I'm sorry, what's the new fellow's name, Cuthbert? Arlo. Arlo Alex, uh, Augustine III. Anyway, that's why that's why they heard up there. Uh, Frederick has Sylvia's truck. He could have come down by himself. He just didn't want to be alone. Okay. So that, you know, but we can go inside and uh, try to explain to the Russians the empty skulls of their neighbors and then radio the tower and see that Frederick's out of there and on his way. Yeah, I'll, I'll radio the tower and you can go yeah, chat with uh, Dimitri and Vasily. They all need to know. Them are in the observatory. Oh, it's all in the same oh, all. all right. So you guys are going to go into the observatory as the camera changes and moves and uh, we join Edith and uh, Dr. Arlo uh, in the pickup truck as they're driving and approaching the fire tower. Edith, up ahead, you see two trucks are parked at the base of the uh, fire tower. One you recognize as uh, your mother's, Sylvia's truck, and the other is a brown uh, truck with yellow stenciling, labeling it as um, department, you know, forestry department uh, vehicle, state of uh, state of Montana. 
as you guys get out of the truck, um, there's an odor and you look and there is a, uh, a torn uh, asunder carcass of, uh, of a fox nearby. Oh my God. Those... have been very strange, Dr. Augustine, and I don't think I can quite prepare you for what you're going to see, but you shouldn't just oh, go I've... in there blind. I've... The man up there is dead and I saw some horrors, miss. In the war, I saw some horrors. But okay, I just... Brace yourself. It's just awful and strange. Yes, let's let's go. I, I want to be out of here as soon as I, possible. Let's get Dr. Long. I'm more worried about you, miss. You need, I feel like you will benefit from a talk, not a me being psychologist, but we will continue moving on just a normal outside tool. Okay, yes, Let, let's, let's get to Dr. Long. You guys begin to ascend this uh, very long and tall uh, set of uh, stairs that zigzag up the uh, structure, uh, holding up the uh, fire tower. Um, each of you, please give me spot hiddens. Regular success. That is a regular success. Um, you guys also notice as you're uh, heading up, um, uh, every now and then you see these strange football-shaped objects that are like resin webbing is securely holding them um, to the um, iron structure that holds up this uh, fire tower. So as you continue to go up and up and up and up, you'll see uh, several of these things around, um, three of them secured to the structure itself, and then the fourth and final one secured to the underside of the, uh, the watchtower building at the top. Um, also, something else you notice, as you're ascending this uh, uh, stairwell that, that goes up, uh, you keep hearing the fluttering of feathers and um, looking about you, you guys begin to see uh, robins and cardinals and blue jays and finches, and they all just begin to start to land on the uh, structure. And uh, all of these birds have these milky white eyes, and they just simply watch you as you begin to ascend. And as you continue to get higher and higher and higher, um, there's just more and more birds come in and start landing on the uh, structure uh, and observe you guys going up. Uh, finally, after quite a walk, you get to the top um, and the top is a uh, observatory platform that goes all the way around the building itself. Um, and there is a door to go inside. Uh, but when you get here to the top, each of you, please give me another spot hidden. If we need to be careful, Miss. Fail. That's a fail as well. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Uh, there's a door. Yeah, I'm going to like hurriedly knock. Dr. Long, Dr. Long, are you in there? The birds are watching. Me. All right, I'm going to move my makeshift barricade out of the way of the door. Okay. The birds. And open it very slowly and peek. 
and uh, of course there's windows everywhere so you see uh edith and a, and a stranger outside the, the door Holding edith, who the hell is this dr augustine a friend of mr cuthbert i think they they brought him back with them yes get in get in, get in. yes he- hello doctor i'm dr Arlo augustine the third um all right i grab him by the shirt and i pull him inside yes, and i'm shutting the I, door <laughs> I, co- I come in anyway um out of compulsion i uh, uh take my tie i don't have a gift on me take my tie please oh thinks you might be able to examine bob he says oh, he has some medical, hey, medical hey, doctor uh, psych i have medical training i am a psychologist by oh the way. I, I i'm sorry but uh, this patient's mind has definitely wandered well i can have a look but here have this tie i put it around uh frederick's uh yes I have a spare one in my uh, in my bag somewhere. Yes, I'll take a look. Uh, so yeah, there is a gentleman uh, sitting in a chair, slumped over, with no skull cap and no brain and no eyes. Even each of you, please make a sand roll. Uh, that is a success. Twenty three. That is, ooh, just barely a pass. Yeah. Okay. Well, with two successes, each of you lose one, please. I know what you mean. This is a, it's a rather mess in here. Hmm. Well, I will see what I, I, I get a close. I, I'll get in with a closer look. I will, maybe, some biology or whatever, medical biology. Go ahead. Okay. Say biology, that's slightly higher. So. Uh, just 44 out of 50 on biology. So. Okay. Um, yeah, this, uh, this certainly looks like a um, not too dissimilar to something that uh, uh, medical students might do to a cadaver. Uh, but uh, even on a cadaver, you've never seen anything uh, quite so cleanly cut, and um, you're baffled uh, as to uh, why there isn't more of a uh, of a, a a gore of blood spilled all over. It's your it's your assumption um, uh, that this gentleman was not deceased when uh this occurred to him this is most likely his cause of death and yet it's yeah it's you're you're stumped as to where is the skull cap where is the brain why isn't there blood all over the place well how how could this have happened it's it's very unusual this is bizarre there's a lot of things that should be here and a lot of things that don't make sense, but I do believe this man uh, died, uh, well, obviously died of his wounds, but I think he was alive when he sustained some of the and this is, this is not the, the only body we have like this. It, how, how would he have not put up a struggle of some kind? He's just sitting in a chair like it's a Sunday it's, afternoon. It depends. Sometimes... Uh, a sedative or any or even some uh, plants are known to paralyze could have been paralyzed and he would be why 
he would be able to see what was happening to him, but not well, he can. see him. Yes. All right. We need to. We need to leave. Yes, I agree. The the, the bird, those birds out there. What's up with the? the with, they they, what, they keep flying from the woods. I've been watching them from the window. I don't like. Right. I don't like that. Let's let's get out of here. Yes, I would suggest be careful. Well, I, I have a, a bird. Well, as horrific as this may sound, I think we need to bring Bob with us. What are we going to do with him? Uh, it's not what we're going to do with him. I have a feeling that uh, if the birds are looking for a snack, better him than us. That's true. Uh, it is smart, smart thinking, I guess. Morbidly smart. Well, who's going to carry Bob? I am not I, very strong. Again, I, I have those ideas without the capability of doing it myself. I'm not a bad shot. And I have a gun. If something attacks us, I can be on the alert. But I'm not very strong. I, uh, well, I'm not that strong, but I'm probably better than you two. So I wouldn't give it a go. Uh, I've been here less than a few hours and I'm already doing some fucking work. Well, let's get on with this. And I'll describe how you uh, pick up and carry Bob's corpse. Well, I'm I am going to, yeah, basically just put him on my farming carry. Yeah, I don't because going by the lack of blood and things in there, I'm not too worried about. Okay. Things just spilling out on me, but sure, sure. Know. All right, so you toss Bob over your shoulder, and there was a small pool of of uh, brain juice in the skull cap that is now dribbling down your back and down your back pant leg as well. <sighs> Maybe just toss him over the side, Doctor Augustine. Ah, it will be fine. It will be distraction. Ah, it will be fine. Awesome. All right. Uh, so you guys begin to uh, to descend. Yes. If right. I if I see the birds are starting to get a bit more hungry eyed or closer, I will chuck the body over like either. There are there are so many birds now perched on these uh, scaffolding, and the stairwell is is inside the scaffolding. You know, it's not exterior. So you're, you know, the stairwell's protected by the scaffolding that holds up this entire building. There's so many birds on the scaffolding. It's it's um, shading and, and obstructing a lot of your vision outward beyond um, the the scaffolding because there are so many birds and they you there's just this this chorus of cooing um, from the birds and they're kind of hopping around. And uh, you guys begin to descend. You get about out. I'm ready. You get about halfway down, and some of the birds begin flooding, uh, uh, fleeting from uh, the outer scaffolding, and they come inward to some of the handrails um, that are holding uh, that are that are part of the stairwell that you're on. Some of them are on the steps in front of you, and some are landing on steps back behind you. Well, birdies Ooh, have some food, and uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna chuck it. If I see 
even if he don't go fully over, even if he kind of just hangs over the rail or whatever, he's going. Okay, give me a strength roll. That's a fail. <laughs> 75 out of 50, that's fail. All right. Uh, yeah, so you uh, chuck him off the side and he begins to plummet, but he doesn't get chucked very far out. And so he ends out uh, hitting some of the, uh, the the stairwell that's directly below you, one of the multiple zigzags below you. And uh, he seems to get all entangled uh, in uh, handrail and stair and is corpse is just uh, a twisted mess on the stairs below you so in a couple of zigzags you're gonna have to hop over him or move him or but he's gonna he's making it a little bit slick uh for you to do that um as the body fell the birds that were down there at that lower level uh a lot of them do zip they flock in and uh, and start landing on the corpse and they begin to violently right. start Move pecking quickly. at the corpse. Don't mess with the birds. <laughs> That's not yes. the bird. Well, yes. Let's keep going quick. Uh, so do you guys start to run, or what are y'all doing? No, just keep keep moving at a very a good pace. Calm. Okay. All right. I would like everyone to give me stealth rolls, please. Uh. Mm -hmm. nope 86 <laughs> I don't even know if this will matter but I spent two luck to pass it <laughs> oh I actually passed just barely, oh but boy <laughs> what is your marching order I guess uh, I'm the, assuming the, the two with the guns would be front and rear and not the long there's not much of a shot in the middle yeah yeah, I'll be in the back. All right, so so Augustine was leading this troop. Uh, Thomas was in the rear, and Long was in the center. Um, and so uh, Edith, um, you guys are you know kind of coming down the stairwell, and um, uh, one of uh, Doctor Long's shoes. Uh, excuse me, seems to strike one of the metal uh, posts and it, it kind of rings like a bell a little bit uh, on this metal stairwell. And as it does, uh, Edith, you witness um, a small group of birds flock in right at Dr. Long and uh, try to attack. Dr. Long, what is your dexterity? My dex is 50, but I do have a shotgun. You do have a shotgun. Weapon is at the ready. So um, I will let you uh, fire first. Careful how you roll. Uh, 22 is a success. Awesome. <laughs> um, so no need to, uh, to roll damage. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you blast that cannon and the group of birds that were in front of the weapon, um, they all just explode in blood and feathers. Uh, and that was enough to scare away the other group. 
and you can almost see like a ripple effect of all the birds kind of you know kind of hopping and and uh changing position after that uh tremendous thunder uh which which More does open an opportunity for you guys to bolt down the stairs yep run <laughs> run quick uh awesome on your fallen brethren please leave us alone <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so there are three vehicles down there. I'm going to make the assumption that uh, Dr. Long also grabbed uh, Bob's keys. So you have the, uh, the park ranger vehicle, if you so desire, but there are three vehicles and there's the three of you as you guys are running down. I need everyone to uh, make a listen roll, please. You have successfully run to the bottom of the stairwell and you're now able to run towards the trucks at 74 my ears are still ringing sure. i succeeded by one so that's success edith no i was a 95 okay uh so you guys get down to the uh to the ground level you're uh uh gonna be running for trucks um arlo uh uh you know, everyone's ears are kind of ringing from that shotgun blast that went off. But Arlo, you feel like you can hear something kind of uh, on top of that uh, ringing noise. And it's this, uh, this seems to be like a buzzing sound. And then there, I don't know, there seems to be like words laced in there. And it's, it goes... You hear that in the uh, in the undertone with the buzzing. There are three vehicles. What are you guys doing, uh, Dr. Long? You arrived in Sylvia's truck, and Edith, you and uh, Arlo arrived in your truck. What do you guys want to do? I'm heading straight for my truck, uh, Dr. Augustine. If you want to take that brown one, it might be better for all of us to have a vehicle. Hey, okay, but. What if we what if we require to shoot some more birds? Run them over? I don't just follow my truck. Okay. And I oh. warn you, I'm not the best driver, but I will. Well, here you go. Well, I can yes. Well, I can drive, but not on these weird roads, dirt roads or whatever. But yes. On we go. All right, you guys uh, step on the gas and tear out of there like uh, like thunder and lightning, and uh, the birds stay behind. So you guys are able to make your escape from the uh, fire tower. Okay. All right. Uh, about a half hour later, you guys are returning to the observatory. Did we hear the? shotgun off in the distance no too far away so they're coming back to the observatory and i think as they tear off and uh uh the day is wearing on so evening is approaching i think that's a good place for us to call it for the evening okay Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Holly Buto, 
Stuart Lipley, Josh Harwood, David Gasway, and myself with Josh Hook, John Hook as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.